0: Hello, this is May from newslaundry.com recording this podcast from home and desperately hoping that the neighbours don't decide to suddenly start playing Balcony Tambola. Today is March 26th and this is day 2 of the nationwide lockdown due to the coronavirus pandemic. As I record this, the worldwide figures according to the World Health Organization are 4,16,000 confirmed cases 18,500 deaths and this is spread over 197 countries. In India, we now have 681 confirmed cases and 12 deaths. 43 patients out of those confirmed have been cured. Maharashtra has the most number of cases at 124, followed by Kerala at 118 and then comes Karnataka with 51 cases. And now let's get down to some pandemic related news updates. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman has announced a welfare scheme worth 1.7 lakh crore which is aimed at taking care of the concerns of the poor during the 21-day lockdown. The scheme will be called Prime Minister Garib Kalyan scheme and it will focus on food security and cash transfers for poor and migrant workers. The finance minister said that 80 crore people will benefit from this move. Here are some more details about what this scheme covers. Medical insurance cover of 50 lakh rupees per health worker will be provided for three months. MNREGA wages will be increased from 182 rupees a day to 202 rupees a day. This is expected to benefit 5 crore families and will result in additional income of 2000 rupees per worker. Farmers who currently receive 6000 rupees per annum through the PM Kisan scheme will now be given the first installment upfront. Around 8.69 crore farmers are expected to benefit from this. Cash transfers under the Pradhan Mantri Garib Kalyan Yojana will be through Direct Benefit Transfer (DBT) in 8 parts. For Farmers, Manrega Workers, Widows, Poor Pensioners, divyang and Women, it would be under the Jan Dhan Yojana. For Women and Households, it will be done under the Ujwala Scheme. For Self-Help Groups for Women, it would be done under the Livelihood Mission and for organized sector workers, it will be done under the EPFO. Centre will pay the EPFO contribution of the employer and the employee both for firms over 100 employees for the next three months. Women jandhan account holders will get 500 rupees per month for the next three months. The collateral free loans for self-help groups for women will be doubled from 10 lakh rupees to 20 lakh rupees. 63 lakh self-help groups are expected to benefit from this. Women will be given free cylinders for the next three months under the Ujwala scheme. Additionally, 8.3 crore below poverty line families will get free LPG cylinders for three months. State governments will be directed under buildings and other construction workers' funds to utilize the existing 31,000 crore rupees welfare fund for the benefit of 3.5 crore construction workers. I repeat, this package is worth 1.7 lakh crore, so it's quite big. But one sector that was left out in all of this was banking. The banks were expecting some regulatory relaxations in the NPA classification norms. In the post lockdown scenario, the existing default period of 90 days is expected to push many companies into the bad loan bracket. This is in addition to requirements for provisioning imposed on banks, which will negatively affect their profits and capital. Meanwhile, Bihar Chief Minister Nitish Kumar has also announced a grant of 100 crore rupees for the Coronavirus Relief Fund, which will include shelter and food for labourers, rickshaw pullers, roadside vendors and the poor. He said that shelter camps will also be made on a priority basis. Kumar had announced earlier that his state government will bear the treatment costs of coronavirus patients. The Bihar CM has also announced that all ration card-holding families in the state will get an assistance of 1,000 rupees each. Moving on to some news from the states. Delhi Health Minister Satyendra Jain told reporters today that at least 800 people in Delhi have been quarantined after they came in contact with a Mohalla clinic doctor who tested positive for coronavirus. Those quarantined also include all patients who have visited the mojpur clinic run by the doctor. Jain said four others, including the doctor's wife and daughter, have also tested positive for COVID-19. The doctor is said to have gotten the virus after coming in contact with an infected woman who returned from Saudi Arabia. The Shahadara subdivisional magistrate ordered that all those who visited or were present at the Mohalla clinic in Mojpur between March 12th and March 18th must stay in home quarantine for 15 days. They were asked to immediately contact the control room in case they display any virus related symptoms. According to an official from the health department of Delhi government, the clinic has been shut down and is being sanitized. In Indore, a 47-year-old man died after being admitted to a government hospital in the city. He was a coronavirus suspect and was earlier treated at the Ujjain civil hospital. He was later admitted to the Indore hospital on Wednesday after he complained of breathlessness. The patient did not have a travel history and his test reports are still awaited. In Maharashtra, Mumbai police has started using drones to monitor people and ensure they stay inside their homes or maintain social distancing while they are out on the streets. Through the drones, the people are able to keep a watch on the narrow lanes inside the city while they alert people to stay indoors through announcements. The total tally of coronavirus positive cases in Maharashtra has reached 124 after four new cases of the infection were reported in Thane and Mumbai. In Kashmir, a 65-year-old Islamic preacher from the Haiderpura neighborhood of Srinagar died at the government chest disease hospital. He had tested positive three days ago and died today morning. This is the first reported COVID-19-related death from Kashmir. The preacher had recently traveled around the country, visiting mosques in Delhi and Uttar Pradesh's Deoband, before returning home on March 16th. The entire neighbourhood in Srinagar has been sealed and contact tracing is underway. Four others who came in contact with the man also tested positive on Wednesday and have been quarantined. 70 others have been quarantined and this includes 7 doctors. Meanwhile, The Indian Council of Medical Research or ICMR has invited quotations from manufacturers for supply of kits for testing of COVID-19 in a bid to increase the diagnostic capacity of the country. The ICMR has asked the kit manufacturers to quote the prices of the kits along with the number of tests that can be performed with one kit. According to the Apex Health Research Body, It is aiming to procure 7 lakh US FDA-approved RNA extraction kits. Now for some COVID-19 related updates from the rest of the world. First, some good news. Life has started returning to normal after two months of lockdown in Hubei province in China. As you know, this is the epicentre of China's coronavirus outbreak. Traffic controls have been lifted. Construction is resuming and people are now allowed to catch buses and trains across reopened borders. Mainland China has also reported a drop in new confirmed coronavirus cases to 47 on Tuesday, all of them travellers returning home. This is down from 78 infections reported a day earlier. Reports indicate that the lockdown of Hubei's capital, Wuhan, will be lifted on April 8th. This will be a milestone in China's war against the epidemic as Beijing shifts its focus towards stemming imported cases and rebooting the economy. In Wuhan, there were also signs of normal life returning. Residents were seen waving from their apartment windows as a visiting medical team prepared to leave the city. Even as the lockdown in Hubei is eased, strict measures to control infections from abroad continue to be put in place. The Hubei government said, Anyone arriving in the province from abroad must inform authorities of their medical and travel history two days prior to travel. To prevent a surge in imported cases, China is ramping up quarantine and screening rules for all international arrivals. Meanwhile, the Senate in the United States of America has approved a historic $2 trillion bill to stimulate the sagging economy. This is also the largest ever rescue package in the nation's history and provides a lifeline to suffering Americans, depleted hospitals, and an economy ravaged by the rapid spread of the novel coronavirus. After weeks of negotiations, the deal thrashed out between Republicans, Democrats, and the White House includes cash payments to American taxpayers, several hundred billion dollars in grants and small loans to small businesses and core industries, medical equipments to hospitals and unemployment benefits. The Senate has cleared these measures by an overwhelming majority. Interestingly enough, the bill has provisions that would block Trump and his family members, as well as other top government officials and members of Congress, from accessing loans or investments from the Treasury programs in this stimulus package. Okay, now the next one is funny and a bit bizarre. A TikTok influencer called Geshon Mandis who took part in a quote unquote coronavirus challenge, says he has tested positive for the disease. The challenge which started on TikTok was seen as a way to mock the disease and prove that it doesn't transmit. A video showing Gashon Mandis licking a toilet seat had gone viral a few days ago. This had led to a lot of other people joining this quote-unquote coronavirus challenge and licking random objects like raw vegetables, grocery items, and of course, toilet seats. This particular influencer reportedly posted, quote, I tested positive for coronavirus, unquote, with footage of himself in a hospital bed on Twitter from an account which has now been suspended. While it is still not clear if Gashon Mandis was afflicted with the disease because of this stunt, a study reveals that the disease can stay on surfaces of copper for up to 4 hours, on cardboard for up to 24 hours and on plastic and steel for up to 72 hours. In a similar incident earlier, NBA star Rudy Gobert had mocked the coronavirus outbreak in a press conference and jokingly touched all of the microphones and recording devices placed in front of him. He tested positive for the disease as well. The lesson here is, don't lick random objects and stay away from such dumbasses. In some non-corona related news, the Madhya Pradesh Economic Offenses Wing, EOW, has closed an investigation into complaints against Jyotiraditya Sindhya, who is the BJP's Sabha candidate from the state. According to reports, Sindhya and his family members were accused of falsifying a property document while selling land. The story goes like this. Soon after Sindhya quit the Congress and joined the BJP, a Gwalior resident had filed a complaint with the EOW. The complainant, Surendra Shrivastav, claimed that Sindhya and his family had falsified land documents. Surendra also alleged that he had filed those complaints in 2014 when the BJP was in power, but the EOW closed the cases in 2018 without giving any reason. According to EOW, the complaint against Sindhya was lodged on March 26, 2014. Back then, he was a Congress leader. But it was investigated and closed in May 2018 during the BJP regime. On March 12 this year, two days after Sindhya quit the Congress, Kamalnath government asked the EOW to verify the facts afresh into the complaint. Accordingly, the EOW forwarded the complaint to its Gwalior office. After a reinvestigation, the EOW's Gwalior office decided to close it. Ah yes, power games being played using the government machinery are always so amusing, right? Here's some stuff you should check out from the stables of newslaundry.com. Now that you're sitting at home, I think you should take this opportunity to brush up on your civics a little bit. I have done a series called Constitution over the past two years, which breaks down the workings of our insane democracy into fun, understandable chunks. Do check out both seasons of Constitution on YouTube. I highly recommend you watch the episode on public healthcare and how it works in India it will give you some much needed context on what is happening during this time of crisis and help you understand why the government is reacting the way it is right now we are also doing daily covid-19 related updates check out yesterday's updates by ayan sharma where he gives you a wrap of what is happening in and around the world also read hamida sayed's report on how modi ji's speech two days ago messed up a lot of things on the ground once lockdown was imposed and as always Please don't forget to subscribe to newslaundry.com. Go to our website, click on the subscribe button and pay away. Monthly access to News Laundry and all the amazeballs content that comes with it is a mere 300 rupees. In crisis situations like these, when ad-based media is likely to be in trouble, we shall survive. But only if you support our work instead. So please do consider subscribing and becoming a member of our community. That's all the news I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. And stay safe. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent